It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be my mouth. I will bless the Lord. At all times, his praise shall continually, his praise shall continually, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, again, we say thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for allowing our human spirits to remain in our mortal bodies one more time. Thank you, Father, for another day in the land of the living, food on our table, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back, the ability to walk, to talk, to sing, to speak. Father, many wonderful things to us and through us and for us. We want to appreciate you. We want to reverence you. We want to give you glory, honor, and praise for who you are and what you have done and what you are going to do. The songwriter said so truthfully, what a mighty God we serve. Heaven and earth adore him. Angels bow before him. What a mighty God. Heavenly Father, you are God and besides you there is none other. Father, we ask that you forgive us once again for anything we've said or done that was not pleasing in your sight. Any treatment of our neighbor, any treatment of our brother that was not what you wanted to be. Father, forgive us. Forgive us our trespasses against you, Father, as we forgive those who trespass against us. We humbly ask, Father, you do these things for us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Father, that as we study your holy word today, you will speak. Grant us insight and revelation into your eternal word we may grow strong in you and in your mighty power. Father, we trust that you are going to do these things for us, your little children. You said that if any two of us would touch and agree asking anything in your name, that you would do it for us. So, Father, we are asking and we are expecting you to do these things for us as we are touching and agreeing, asking in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. These and all of the blessings, Father, we ask in his most precious name. Let God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. Once again, I greet 
each of you in the mighty and the glorious name of our soon coming King, Jesus Christ. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do praise God for each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is finding you. Uh, this is the day that our Lord has made. We want to rejoice and we want to be glad in it. I want to encourage you, child of God. I don't know who the Lord has me speaking to, but I want to encourage you that your latter days greater than your former days, child of God. Just keep that in mind. That 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 this is one of the reasons why we as children of God can always look with hope and look with eager expectation because the Bible says that with God, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. So you and I as children of God, we are moving closer to clo closer and closer to what is better. We're moving closer and closer to the end of some things which will be better and better. The world is not moving in that direction. The Bible does not say that with Satan, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. In fact, with Satan, the end of a thing is worse than its beginning. But we are children of the Most High God. So our end, the end that we are moving to, is going to be better than where we are now. Uh, Saints, we're going to take a look today in the book of Romans, chapter 14 with a special focus on verse 11. Romans chapter 14, special focus on verse 11. The apostle Paul writes to the saints in Rome. He says, it is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge or confess God. Verse 12, just for contextual sake. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. We're going to work from a theme today, children of God. Every tongue will acknowledge God. Every tongue will acknowledge God. Let us pray. Eternal Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for all of who you are, all of what you have done, are doing, and are going to do. We ask again, Father, that you forgive us. We ask, Father, that you speak to, through, and for us, that somebody hearing these words of yours may be strengthened and encouraged, that somebody hearing these words of yours may be convicted and converted to the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for so many things, too numerous for us to even imagine, too numerous for us to even fathom. We just want to say thank you. We just want to appreciate you and reverence you, Father. We look forward with eager expectation to what your spirit has to say to us, your little children. Father, you have not dealt with us as our sins deserve. You have been merciful. You have been patient. You have been kind. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father. We want to give you all glory, 
all honor and all praise. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done in Jesus' mighty and precious name we pray that God's people say amen. Every tongue will acknowledge God. Praise the living God. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. Listen to me, my friend. Listen to me, my enemy. It really doesn't matter a whole lot of what you are saying now or what I am saying now. Because before it is all over, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord or every tongue will acknowledge God. People are saying all kinds of things. Some believe in God, some do not. Some believe that Jesus Christ was God in the earth, some do not. So all kinds of opinions, all kinds of philosophies, all kinds of doctrines. My encouragement to you, my brother, my encouragement to you, my sister. The question is not how many opinions and doctrines and ways of thought are in here. The question is whether you, whether I have gotten connected with the right doctrine, with the right philosophy with the right words. There's many words all over the world. Every country I've gone in, words, all kind of different languages. Children of God, I'm in all kind of countries, people speaking all kind of languages. And the question is not, what are people saying? What are men saying? What are women saying? What are they saying in America? Or what are they saying in in Africa, or what are they saying in Europe or South America? But the question is, what is God saying? My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. May you and I hear God in the midst of all of these voices, in the midst of all of these philosophies and, and, and ways of thinking and ways of doing and customs. May you and I hear God. Jesus said it like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. My prayer for you, my brother. My prayer for you, my sister. May you and I know the voice of the Lord. Mama's talking. Daddy's talking. Son is talking. Daughter is talking. Husband is talking. Wife is talking. Sister is talking, brother is talking, but may you and I know the voice of God. That's what's going to be important on that great and terrible day when you and I must stand before our creator and give an account. Now, I've been sharing that with you all for quite some time. And there you, you're just seeing it in Romans chapter 14 and 12. We're going to have to give an account. We are going to have to give an account of ourselves and what we have done and what we have said and how we have treated people and how we have talked. And, and we're going to have to give an account to our creator. Always remember my brother. Always remember my sister. We are created beings. Just like this remote was created formed and fashioned by someone, just like these headphones were created by someone, formed and fashioned by someone. You and I were created by someone, formed and fashioned by someone. We are created beings. We have a creator. Now, just as the creator of this remote is much greater than this remote, just like the creator 
of these headphones is much greater than these headphones, the creator of you and the creator of me is much greater than we are. We are created beings. And just like these items that I was just holding up before you, these items that were created, they were created with purpose. They were created with a function in mind. I can take this remote right here, turn the television on, turn the volume up, change the channels, record. The creator of this remote had purpose in mind. The creator of you, the creator of me had purpose in mind. In other words, when God, listen, before God formed you in your mother's womb, God says, Robert, tell my people for me, I knew you. Before you were ever and I were ever formed in our mother's womb, little noses, little eyes, little toes, look, God knew us. He knew what he wanted us to do. He knew where he wanted us to go. God says, Robert, in my spirit, I'm saying, yes, Lord. God says, I knew what I wanted you to say. God knew us. He knew what he wanted from us. He knew what he wanted us to do in spite of our sins and our iniquities and all the mess that we may have been in before we came to know Jesus Christ, God was sitting back on the throne knowing that at the appointed time, you and I, child of God, would be ushered into his holy family. We thank God today that he didn't leave us kicking about in our blood, kicking about in our sin. If God, if God had not revealed Christ in you, if God had not revealed Christ in me, we would still be talking stupid. We would still be acting stupid. We would still be behaving stupid. But because God selected us, thank you, Holy Spirit, since before the foundations of the earth were ever laid to reveal his only begotten son in us, now we are growing in grace. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we're not perfect yet. We still error and stumble in many ways, but we are not what we used to be. We, we you know, we thank God we haven't become all of what we want to be, but we thank God that we are not what we used to be. You say, Apostle, what are you saying? Understand this. The Bible says every tongue will acknowledge God. Now, some individuals mistakenly take this scripture to mean that everyone is going to be saved. That's not what the scripture says. And that's not what God is saying. God is just saying that that particular truth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is God's only begotten son. Before God sends you or me, wherever he sends you or me for eternity, that is going to be acknowledged. Every knee, now every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, that doesn't mean every knee that bows is going to be saved. That doesn't mean that every tongue that confesses is going to be saved. But if what God is going to make sure everybody does, you might be an atheist. You might be an unbeliever. You might be a Buddhist. You might be a Muslim. You might you can be all kind of different things. But what you're going to do before it's all over, your knee is going to bow and your tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, you say, Apostle, if that's the case, or since that's the case, what do we need to do? Well, my brother and my sister, it kind of reminds me of my workout. You know, I know that every day I have about an hour and a half 
of workout. Weights and calisthenics and, uh, you know, walking, you know. Well, since I know that this must be done every day, I try to get it done as early as possible. As soon as I wake up in the morning, I try to knock these these three things out, this hour and a half workout. I know it has to be done, you know. Well, why not do it early? If it's something that we know has to be done, why not do it early? Since we know that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, why not do it early? I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. Do it early. If you haven't done it, do it now. Do it today. Make a decision right now that will change your life and your afterlife forever. You can make a decision. I don't know who God has me talking to, but you and I can make a decision right now. If you're not saved, to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and that God has raised him from the dead, God will save you on the spot. God will take your eternal soul from on its way to hell to on its way to heaven. That is my prayer. That's why I'm here. You know, if if I preach and teach like this for I've been preaching and teaching like this for 30 years. If I preach and teach like this for 30 more years and only one soul accepts Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, it will be worth it. I've been in about 50 countries around the world, traveling, preaching, crusades, seminars, meetings in front of thousands, in front of hundreds, in front of tens, in front of two or three, in front of, but, and if only one soul comes out of darkness and into the marvelous light, that will be a successful ministry. Listen to me, my brother, listen to me, my sister, what makes a ministry a success? Not that you have uh, thousands of people in your congregation. We thank God for that, for those. But a successful ministry, have you shared this glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Has someone accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior based on the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart? See, if they have, it has been a successful ministry may not been been successful to thousands or looked at as successful to thousands but to that one that got saved that one that came out of darkness and into the marvelous light that one that that now knows jesus christ as their personal lord and savior you have made you have made an infinite difference in their life. Now, what the Lord is flashing in my spirit story of a young man walking on the beach and he saw all of these, um, I don't know what they call those things, uh, starfish that were washed ashore, just hundreds, thousands of starfish that had been washed ashore and they were dying. And this young man that saw all of these starfish that had washed ashore, he began picking them up and throwing them back into the ocean, one starfish at a time. And an old man walked by and saw the young man doing this. He said, what are you doing? Why are you uh, throwing these starfish back into the ocean? All of these starfish, you, you surely can't make a difference with all of these starfish. The young man looked at him with one starfish in his hand, and he said to the old man, to this one, I will, and threw it back into the ocean. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? Understand, we might not be able to help everybody. God may not have even called us to help everybody. But if God has called you, or should I say, since God has called you and me into his glorious ministry, there is someone in mind that God has destined and decreed for you and for me to help. 
Don't concern yourself with all of those that maybe you don't reach. Concern yourself with those you do reach. Bible says that Jesus came unto his own. His own what? He came unto his own family, his own friends, his own community, his own neighborhood. Jesus came unto his own and his own received him not. In other words, many of the ones closest to Jesus didn't want to hear what Jesus was talking about. Well, Jesus did not allow this to deter him. Jesus simply moved on to as many as would receive him. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Don't get caught up in people that don't accept you, that don't want to be a part of your ministry, that don't believe. Don't get caught up in them. Let them go on and do, do their thing. You concern yourself. You move on to those who will accept you. Jesus came unto his own. Okay, but his own received him not. Okay, did you say okay? But to as many as received him, how many we don't know whether it was many or whether it was few. The important thing was not whether it was many or whether it was few. The important thing was that there was a group that received Jesus, his own received him not. But that group that received him, that was the group that Jesus focused in on. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Don't get caught up in people that don't receive you. Let them go right ahead with whatever it is they they have going. You get caught up with the people that do receive you. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you caught up with people that don't like you, people that hate you. People don't get caught up with the people that hate you and the people that don't like you. Get yourself caught up with the people that do like you, the people that do love you. Everybody is not going to love us. And listen, everybody does not love God. And he is everybody's maker. Everybody is not going to heaven. Don't get caught. Don't get caught up with the people that, you know, don't like you, the people that don't love you, the people that don't agree with you, don't believe in you. No, no, no. Just move on to those that do. Jesus came on. Jesus, who was God, he came unto his own, his own creation his own family, his own loved one, and his own receive him not. But to as many as received him, to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Get caught up with them, them that receive you, them that accept you them that accept your ministry, them that accept what God is using you to do and where God, get caught up in them. Jesus did. You know, Jesus will go into his own hometown. You check it out, book of Luke chapter four, Nazareth, where Jesus had been brought up. Jesus tried to preach. Jesus tried to teach. And what the people tried to do was throw him off a cliff. But Jesus walked right through the crowd and went on his way and went to those who received him. I don't know who God has got me talking to. Quit wasting your time, energy, and effort on those who are not receiving you. See him, but don't see him. You see them, you know, you you love them, you treat them right, but keep right on moving and move to those who receive you. Look at what the Bible says. Now, every tongue will acknowledge God. This doesn't mean every tongue is going to be saved or every knee that bows is going to be saved. It's just that God going to make you say that. Before he send you to hell, some of you, before he send you to hell, he gonna, God is going to make you acknowledge that Jesus Christ was Lord. 
make you acknowledge that Jesus Christ was God's only begotten son. And then some people are going to send them right on the hell. Well, since we already know this, see, we want to be, we want to acknowledge it early and often. As children of God, we know that Jesus Christ is Lord. We know that God is, is uh, our heavenly father. We know. So we want to acknowledge these things early and often. As it is written. Now, what does that mean? That means that it's, it's scripture. And the Bible says that the scripture cannot be broken. In other words, exactly what the Bible says men and women are going to do, that's exactly what men and women are going to do. You are going to do just what is written about you in the scriptures. I'm going to do just what is written about me in the scriptures. It is written. See? In other words, God already knows what you're going to do. God already knows what I'm going to do. It is written. As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Listen, whether or not you want to accept God as the creator, God as the maker, God as our supreme, supreme he still is. And you and me are going to bow these knees before him. Every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord or will acknowledge God. Now, you can do it early or you can do it late. You can do it early and start the process of blessings in your life, or you can do it late and start the process of blessings late in your life. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. Things that we know we have to do, that we know we have to stand before God. Why would we not get ready for that? We know that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why will we not get ready for that? Things that you know are going to happen, you want to get ready for. Things that you know. The Lord just flashed in my spirit the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. Both of these groups of virgins knew that the bridegroom was coming. Wise ones took oil to go along with their lamps so that they would be ready when the bridegroom came. The foolish ones were called foolish virgins. Because they weren't ready. They didn't take the time, the energy and the effort, the preparation to get ready. In this life, only two types of people, wise and foolish. Wise people are getting prepared for the next move of God, getting prepared to meet their maker, getting prepared to stand before their creator. Foolish ones are not. My prayer for you. My prayer for me, be wise, not foolish. We have to stand before God, check. We have to bow a knee before God, check. We have to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, check. We, there are certain things we have to do. What are we waiting for? If we know we have to do it, if we know that there is no if, ands, buts about it, then let's go on and do it often, do it early, and do it often. As as children of God, we just we just kind of trying kind of early on the curve. Everybody's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everybody's going to bow. Knee is going to bow and their tongue is going to confess. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's going to heaven. I just mean God going to make everybody do it. Those of us that's doing it in this life and doing it now, all well and good. But I would hate to be a part of those that end up having to do it anyway after death.
every tongue will acknowledge God. So you, you, God give us the freedom to talk about and discuss all sorts of things now. But what we're going to do with these tongues is we're going to acknowledge God. We're going to acknowledge who God is. We're going to acknowledge Jesus, who God's only begotten something. We, we, you're going to do that. Well, since it must be done, since these things must be done, let us prepare for them. Let us get ready for them. Every tongue will acknowledge God. Well, if we know we're going to have to acknowledge God at some point, why don't we start acknowledging God now? Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why not confess that now? It's written. So, Verse 12, and this is what I have been sharing with you all for quite some time. Romans chapter 14, verse 12. So, then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Now, some people think that says each of us will give an account of our neighbor to God. God said, that's not what I'm. I've said, Robert, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. You say, Apostle, what is this letting us to know? This is letting us to know where our focus needs to be. See, in the day that we're living in, children of God, got a lot of misplaced focus. A lot of our Black brothers and sisters are watching our white brothers and sisters. A lot of our white brothers and sisters are watching our black brothers and sisters. A lot of the men watching the women. A lot of the women watching the men. A lot of the old people are watching very carefully these young people. And a lot of the young people are watching very carefully the old people. When the reality is, you and I need to be watching ourselves because that is who we will give an account of on the great and terrible day of judgment. Bible says each of us will give an account of ourselves. Not each of us will give an account of our neighbor. Not each of us will give an account of our enemies. Not each of us will give an account of witches and wizards. Not each of us will give, uh uh. Each of us will give an account of ourselves. So I want to encourage you, my brother. I want to encourage you, my sister. Watch yourself. Spend the majority of your time and your energy and your effort watching yourself because that's who you're going to be asked about on judgment. That's who I'm going to be asked about on judgment. Each one of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Well, you say, Apostle, okay, now that you said that, what is the significance? Look at verse 13 and we're about to close. Therefore, in other words, since we got to give an account of ourselves to God, Paul writes, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. You judging one another as if you're going to have to give an account of one another on judgment. God said, no, Robert, you're going to give an account of Robert Bryant on judgment. Let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, watch this, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of your brother. Or sister. What God is doing for you and what God is doing for me. He one thing God likes to do with humanity. 
He likes to give you and I a better way, a better choice. You know, God is not so much into wanting to make you do this or make you do that. God could have made us robots, but he didn't. He made us beings with free moral reign. We can choose right. We can choose wrong. We can choose good. We can choose evil. God has given us, you know, choice. Now, he wants us to choose what is better. God is always trying to encourage you and encourage me to choose what is better, to choose what choose good over evil, choose right over wrong, choose truth over lies. Choose God is always trying choose the tree of life over the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Choose, choose. God is constantly make a better choice. Make a better choice. Make a better choice in what you say. Make a better choice. You know, it choose wisdom over foolishness. Choose knowledge over ignorance. Choose, choose what's better. God, God if you ever wonder what God is trying to do to you and what God is trying to do to me, as his sons, as his beloved sons and his beloved daughter, God is trying to get us to make better choices. Think about what a parent does with their children. You know, child has a has a big test coming up on Saturday. Child want to go out and go partying. Parents said, no, you don't need to be out partying. You need to be in there studying for your test. What is the parent trying to do? Trying to get the child to make better choices. God is constantly trying to get us as his little children to make better choices. Choose right over wrong. Choose good over evil. Choose love over hate. Choose truth over lies. God is constantly working, constantly pushing, constantly to, to get you and me to choose what is right over what is wrong. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Choose what is better. You ever wonder about what the kingdom of God is all about? What it's about making better choices. Choose salvation over choosing unsalvation. God will let you choose if you want. You know, you can choose to be saved, or you can choose to be unsaved. God will let you. You can choose to fill your mind and your heart up with the Word of God, or you can choose to fill your mind and your heart up. With nonsense. God will let us. That's his permissive will. God will permit, allow a whole lot. But the question is not what does God allow? The question is what does God want? I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. The more we tap into what God wants, the more God taps into what we want. There's some of us that we are not getting what we want. God said that's right because you are not giving me what I want. But if I want to encourage you, I don't know who God has got me talking to. Delight yourself in the Lord. Bible says that delight yourself in the Lord and he or God will give you the desires of your heart. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about something. That um, has been promised. To be done here at the Christian Center Church worldwide, and it's something that has been in my heart maybe 20 years. You know, I used to watch these shows uh, about how experts will come in people's homes, renovate the homes, put up all kind of new uh, things, new windows, and you know, do all kinds of different things. And and I used to watch those shows and in my heart, I would be saying, I wish that they would come here and do that to the Christian Center Church 
worldwide. I wish, you know, they they would the, the truck would pull up in the driveway here with these experts and these men and women that with the professional know-how would come in and renovate this place. I used to say I wouldn't say it out, or sometimes we would, but it will be in my heart. Well, make a long story short, children of God. In essence, God has 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 sent that to be done right here at the Christian Center Church worldwide. You say, Apostle, why? What have you tried to do? How did how did it just trying to delight yourself in the Lord, my brother and my sister? I want to encourage every soul under the sound of my voice. Try to do the things pleasing in God's sight. We're not perfect. Well, I know you say, ah, Apostle. You're not perfect. I know this fault of the yeah, yeah, you probably I'm sure you probably do, because I'm not perfect. You know, but we want to try and delight ourselves in, in the Lord. We want to try to be and try to say and try to do and think the things that are pleasing in his sight. And when we do that, when God sees us doing that, God says, Robert, and in my spirit, I'm saying, yes, Lord. God says, I'll give you the desires of your heart. God says, I know what your heart desires, Robert. God said, Robert, I know what your heart desires as good. I know what your heart desires as evil. God says, I know what your heart desires as right. And God says, I know what your heart desires as wrong. God, listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. God knows the desires of our heart god knows what's all in our mind what's all in our thoughts what's all in the the deep god knows everything now you all heard me say in the beginning of this broadcast what a mighty god we serve god knows everything what's hurting you right now my sister god knows it What's, what's concerning you right now, my brother? God knows it. God, the God, the, the creator, he knows everything about you, everything about me, everything we're afraid of, everything that worries us, every God. And that's why the scripture tells us, cast our cares upon the Lord. God already knows them. God is sitting back saying, why are you trying to carry that around, Robert? Straining. You know, what's a strain to us is not a strain to God. Cash your cares upon him. What is difficult for us to, to, to walk around, it's not difficult to God. Just as God is much wiser than we are, God says, Robert, I'm much stronger. And you all are. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Acknowledge him in all your ways. He will direct our paths. God wants to direct us. God wants to show us the right way, the right path, the right thing to do, the right thing to say, the right place to go. God. Well, my brother and my sister, we thank God today for everything that he has shared with us. We pray that you all have been blessed at the preaching and teaching of God's word. Um, the God that we serve the true and living God is a mighty God. He's a mighty good God, a mighty perfect God who loves us more and beyond what we can think or even imagine. And he just wants to be loved back. The same way that God loves us deep and intense and passionate and strong. He wants us to love him back. It's a bad feeling when somebody loves you deep or loves me deep and intense and passionate and we don't love them back. May you and I love God 
with the same love that he has poured out on you and me. And when and when we do that, my brother and my sister, there we'll find that there's no sweeter place. It's, it's a beautiful thing for God to love you, but it's an even more beautiful thing for us to love God. That is my prayer for you, my brother. That is my prayer for you, my sister. And the might is my prayer for me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May God bless you, children of God, and may heaven continue to smile on each of you. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.